Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. I'm Paul, as always, um, and joining me for this episode is Tony. I'm Moonbat. And Josh. Evening. So, bit of an apology, we're a bit behind. Um, things went to pot a bit um, at the beginning of this month, or back end of last month. Um, I caught COVID, which was fun. <laughs> Fun, fun, fun. Um, so I didn't get to see Morbius. Um, Josh, I know you didn't either. No, um, I just, I'm not going to lie, I just couldn't be asked to go and see it. And I, yeah. I, I still can't be asked to see it because I've, no. I've seen the end credit scenes online now. And I yeah. just, like, that was the only reason I'd have gone to see that film. And yeah. Even... yeah I, obviously, we'll, we'll watch it when it, it comes along on streaming, which isn't that far because it's only 45 days normally now. Um, and we'll probably do a mini-review of it then. Tony, I know you saw it at the cinema. You're the only one yeah. of the three of us. My, my, my one-sentence review was a big steaming pile of meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sadly... That make no sense whatsoever when you watch. Yeah. One, one of them is clearly from a plot that should have been in the middle of the film. Yeah. And got yeah. shifted because... As, as I've seen people mention, like, I think Disney took a look at the final cut and said, you're not having that in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so we might do a review of it when it comes along onto streaming in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to talk about it for now, just because any one of us has seen it. Um, so we're, we are moving straight on to Moon Knight. <laughs> I was just going, I've seen it, so you didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so we are moving straight on to Moon Knight. We're a bit behind with that as well, because then things got in the way. I was I was away for nearly two weeks. Tony, you were away when I was available. I was meeting uh, the cast of The Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's been pushed back. We, we're going to record a couple of episodes back to back tonight. Um, so we're, we make a start and they'll be out. Obviously, this one will be out first and then another one a couple of days later and then next weekend we'll catch up uh, with three and four once four is done later on this week. Um, so we're going to jump straight in. First episode, the goldfish problem. I'm having a bit of a goldfish pro problem. We bought some fish the other day and <laughs> fuck, start trying to set up the tank. It's just a nightmare. Um, so I've got a goldfish problem as well, like <laughs> Moon Knight has. Um, so let's dive Dive straight in. Um, the the opening opening track is really misleading. It's so, <laughs> despite it being Bob Dylan, it's it's quite upbeat. Um, you're gonna have to excuse me because I am still struggling with the after effects of COVID, so there might be times where my voice isn't quite right. Um, but yeah, I found it really misleading because it's quite upbeat for a Dylan Dylan song. Um, I quite, I thought that was uh, kind of strange, and it, it really that opening scene properly sets Harrow up um, as a zealot completely. Yeah, uh, right from the word go, you know exactly what he is. Um, the fact that he puts glass in his shoes, it's just <laughs> you just know exactly where this is heading, don't you? Oh yeah. Um, but um, and it, overall, I think he's got a, a bit of a strange soundtrack. Throughout this first episode, it's not what you expect from this this type of show, um, which we'll talk about as we go on, because it's it's not your typical Marvel show, I don't think. No. Um, because there is a lot of diving into mythology and stuff, 
Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of what we've seen so far, it probably owes more to Eternals than anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you get your first clue as to, as to what um, Stephen is from the first time we meet him with the Rubik's Cube that's done, sitting beside him, and you're like, oh, not many people can do that, especially not mm. during the night. Um, so we get that. And my question is, and it's not something we've learned yet, and I'm, I'm wondering whether we will. Who is he leaving a message for? I don't think it's anyone in particular. I think it's just part of his of that personality that thinks he's yeah. leaving messages for mother. Yeah, it's just strange. Um, I will note, and some people will not pick this apart, I don't think his accent is great. His British accent? Yeah. It goes in and out. Yeah, I mean, it's not the best British accent, but of Americans doing British accents, it is by far not the worst. No, it definitely isn't. I mean, it's um, obviously it's obviously not a Dick Van Dyke. That, sort of, that flat, all-encumbering sort of London accent, isn't it? It's an yeah. American ideal of, of quote-unquote Londoners. Yeah, all those various different ones within London and the and the suburbs and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not from anywhere in London in particular. It's quite generic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then I noted, how does Stephen know all of this about Egypt? If he's only working in the um, gift shop, because um, he he's a nerd. Pro- yeah, but it's just it's just strange. I am. Um, I'm not quite sure why why he would know all that and work in a gift shop. Um, not that I'm picking it apart or anything. It's just it's just an sure interesting sure thought. You sure yeah. about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if we mention accents, his manager, despite the fact that I think she is English, her Cockney accent is even worse than his. See, and I think she is something. English, but she's like putting it on. Do you know what I mean? She's exaggerating yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Which would be so funny if it turns out she was born within the distance of Bow Bells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I've got one note there, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it because I don't think it needs to be said. I'm gonna cross it out. Um, <laughs> Tell us off here. <laughs> it's nothing bad. Um, Crawley, his mate that he talks to, obviously a comic book character. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, he is a bit of a confidant for for Mark and Stephen throughout the the comics. Um, he looks a bit like Robin Williams in that gold makeup, though, from Bicentennial <laughs> Man. Well, you remind um, me of Bill Murray a little bit underneath. All yeah, that. yeah, there's that as well. Um, then we get kind of get into we don't really learn a lot about him, do we? Um, to start with, and then we get into like the the weird stuff of him I just, disappearing. I just Add in at this point, what we've seen so far, I, I do like his performance of Stephen. He's so tragically sweet and endearing. Yeah. And you, yeah. I kind of want yeah. him to become the dominant one at the end of all this because he's yeah. just such a really nice guy. And that, that that's just because we're British, Tony. Like, you're just you're sympathetic to the British man. That's why. It's the just poor, so bumbling Englishman. When, when, when he realizes he's too late, days late for his date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is heartbreaking, though. Well, I will say. On that note, my note that I crossed out, I will say what it was. Um, why make such a big thing about him being a vegan? Yeah, I think it's just a way of splitting out the identities, I guess. Yeah, 
it's just I, this is the this is the thing I get with a lot of this stuff. Why do you have to point out All that you're time. something not classed as normal? Because as far as it is, it's normal now. Yeah, yeah. I, and I feel like sometimes they do it too much, and there's mm. there's no need to. Could just say, yeah. "Oh, I, I don't eat meat," and that's it. But it's a whole big thing throughout this first episode. Mm. It gets mentioned multiple times. Like it gets yeah. mentioned at the end of, I think, episode two as well. Um, yeah. 30 years. Um, so, yeah. But moving on, as, it, as he does appear somewhere that's been spoken about as possibly being Von Doom's castle. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether it is. The, the cupcake van that he drives also says Von Doom on the side of it. Um, yeah, um, but I did note down that the smashed jaw is really nasty when he wakes oh, up. Oh, yeah, and it's completely out of shape, it's just a really nasty. Oh, yeah, when, on... he, when he wakes up face down in yeah. the field, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. so uncomfortable, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I said the, the intro to Conchu is really terrifying where oh, you don't that see him. Shit me off, that um, absolutely shit me off. There's a couple of moments through it, and it do, it gets less so throughout the episodes when we see him. He's he's less terrifying because he comes becomes more friendly as we go yeah. on. But in this first episode, both when you don't see him up on the hill, and he's talking mm-hmm. to him, and he just yeah. comes out of nowhere, and then obviously we get that later scene of him in the museum <laughs> uh, and in the in the apartments and everything. Um, it's just really creepy. Um, yeah. And a great performance as well. Um, mm. Brilliant. Um, I did say the CGI some, on the cast. Some, some of you will pop up in one of our other podcasts, Paul, eventually. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I, there's some moments and it was... I didn't really notice it the first time I went through it because I was trying to concentrate on what was going on. But there are a couple of really bad CGI moments in this first episode, the castle being one of them. Um, I don't think looks great when he's he's kind of running away from it, mm. and it is in the distance. You can kind of tell that it's it's not really there. It's yeah. it's been added, um, and there's a couple of moments throughout the car chase as well, um, well which honest, don't look great. I wasn't overly impressed with the jackal. No, no, that wasn't great either. Um, especially when we'll talk about it in the second episode when it returns. Um, mm. I don't think it looks great either. Um, and as you said, Tony, about um, Oscar Isaac just sells the really scared moment as Stephen just brilliantly. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's just part of his. I didn't really know he had in his range because yeah. everything I've seen him in so far has been. I mean, even even Poe wasn't that sort of comedy level, was it? It, it was very no. much sort of a very different sort of style. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah definitely. This. Uh, and and talking about actors throughout this this episode Ethan Hawke has something really ethereal about him mm. in this yes. with the long hair and the way he moves and just, uh, even the way he talks yeah the speech patterns and the, the cadence it's all very sort of unsettling yeah. When, when, yeah when we see him first doing what he does with his tats it's really really unsettling yeah <laughs> yeah and then I, I was just saying how can they judge people in an instant yeah. It's just, it's nasty. Um, and then we get another great comedy moment from Oscar Isaac in this scene with the uh, 
with the scarab where he can't actually yeah, yeah. hand it over. Yeah, it's just it's brilliant. Black. Yeah, it's it just lovely. And then then we get the uh, the sticky blood scarab at the end of it when he holds it out and he's like, I've still got it in my hand after I've killed all these people. And you can see the blood sticking to it as he opens his hand. And it's, yeah. just, it's just really nasty. Um, and then, then, we, then we get a bit of wham, which is another strange moment in the soundtrack, but really works. Brilliant. It's so well put together. That the way that yeah. well, it's, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? It's waking yeah. me up before you... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, before he go, but it, he doesn't wake him up. He puts him to sleep before he before he goes, which is which is just brilliant. I lo- I love that moment, but it is just a strange. It's not the sort of song you'd expect. Um, as I said, we get some really dodgy CGI moments throughout this, um, especially when the guy jumps in the back of the van. Uh, yeah, and you can yeah. quite clearly see it's been stitched together from being CGI to him being in the back of the van. It's, mm. just, it's just not good. But there are some great, again, comedy moments um, throughout this scene. We get the, the old lady driving past him, sticking her finger up at him, <laughs> which I love. The, the windscreen wipers with no windows when he can't get the van to start again. It's just brilliant. And it just, it really sells where this is with the, the changes when he blanks out and then it comes back. Yeah. And he's like, what have I done? Why am I holding a gun? Yeah. And yeah. and it's just brilliantly done, um, despite the CGI not being great. Um, mm. I still enjoyed it, enjoyed it enough. Um, and then we get again, we get some different moments from Oscar Isaac. We get the moment when he realizes that there's huge chunks of his life going missing because mm. of what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's strange. And then then I felt the the um the scene in the flat when he comes back just it felt a little bit like it loses its way it's just a little bit ploddy until we get that reveal of mark um in the museum mm. um it kind of loses its way for a little bit with a, a bit of exposition i suppose is what you yeah. could say of uh, of him kind of thinking that he hasn't done anything yeah. um and then obviously the realization when he gets to the museum that it is actually him that's done it. Um, and yeah, then we get that, as I said, that, that reveal of Konshu, um, the proper reveal uh, of him in the corridor. Oh, um, creepy. <laughs> yeah. And, and the fact that we'd already seen it, it was in the trailer. So mm. we knew it was coming. But in the context yeah. of the episode, it's still it's damn well creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. just just brilliant the way they do it as well with him kind of appearing in one place and then in another place and he's like I'll never, I'll never go to, to a storage place like that at night time <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, then we get some some other great moments we get that great avatar joke um, blue people yeah. oh and oh and the last airbender joke as well in there yeah. um, all now Disney properties Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, then we get Oscar Isaac's run as Stephen. Huh. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's, it's so it's scooby like do. It's like he's doing a windmill to try and <laughs> repel him. It's just, um, yeah, and, and then with, with that, as you said, Tony, I'd written down the jackal is also a fair bit of a dud. 
um, with the CGI. Um, it is a really great action sequence, though. Yeah, throughout yeah. That, yeah, it's throughout the museum, some slightly shoddy actual CGI, unfortunately. But I don't think it detracts from the creepiness of the jackal stalking him through oh, the, no. the museum, though. Yeah, nice. yeah, and and then we get that that final absolutely epic scene in the bathroom. Yeah, um, beating the shit out of him. Yeah, he got right because everyone thought he was a werewolf by night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Including someone selling pops. Apparently, there's a, a Moon Knight moment coming out, and someone had listed it as Moon Knight versus Werewolf by Night. Oh. And it, it's not. It's clearly the Jackal. Yeah. And, and this was after the first episode had come out. Mm. So it was, it was clearly known. Um, the one thing I do want to know is that you only get one reflection of Mark in those mirrors. Um, you get one bit where Mark is separate, but then you look in the further reflections as it goes on, and it's Stephen still, which I thought was really clever. Because mm. it's kind of saying, look, there's quite clearly one personality in that mirror, and then we're yeah. going to reflect the person that it currently is. And it's mm. just brilliant. And, and that reveal that obviously we'd already seen as well uh, of Moon Knight at the end, yeah. um, it's just superb. It, it's greatly shot. That coming towards the screen is just, it looks fantastic on screen. Um, and I, I, the CGI suit, I think it actually really works. Yeah, it does. But I think that practical suit is even better because that looks like something that, and this is not to detract from the costume designer, but it looks like something that someone could make for a Comic-Con, but at the yeah. same time looks like big screen worthy. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah, yeah. over the, the last few years, we've seen a lot of CGI costumes in the MCU because of how they film it. They don't yeah. know what yeah. the costume's going to look like at yeah. the time because of how big the productions are. So they, the, the, uh, the Avengers time travel suits, obviously they weren't wearing them when they filmed well, Tom, that. And Tom Spidey suit on the bridge in, in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I think it, it, it looks really good compared to some of the ones we've we've already seen. Mm. Um, so I think they, they certainly are um, moving on with that. So that's that's it for my notes. Uh, either of you guys want to jump in with, with your thoughts overall? Um, well, I, I think I said it. I was pretty much sold within like a few minutes of, 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 of that first episode. I said, yeah, this is something that's going to appeal to me. And I said a lot of that comes from Isaacs and, and that performance is just at the core of it when you see that daily life and he, he's horrible boss and, and, and the bloke can't remember his name on security. And, he, and it's just, he's basically everybody that's watching pretty much on a bad day. He's just, yeah. he's just like the perfect every man loser character. <laughs> one, one time or another. Uh, and, and then the concept, I, I just love that idea of, from the comic of somebody with, with that, that just, that disorder being a sort of superhero. I think it's a, it's a great idea that came from the comic to start with. Just, no, I, I just loved it. I really enjoyed that opener. In fact, to me, it's probably one of the best of the openers we've had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Definitely. As I said to you guys, I think it's probably the most fun I've had since Loki. Mm. Mm. Yeah. These shows. Um, just uh, some great comedy moments throughout and, but then you get the drama of it all as well. 
Uh, mm. I just think it knitted itself really well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, Ethan Hawke just represents the, represents the really serious, yeah. fearful part of the story that we're going to get of these last few episodes, I think. And a nasty piece of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add, Tony? No, that's it. That's it. That's it the ground running for me, and, and it's been a thumbs up with the episodes we've had so far, and we can yeah. talk about later. Yeah, uh, Josh, how about you? Um, yes, yeah, I can't, I can do no more than really echo what Tony said and yourself, Paul. It's absolute standout episode, like a t- top draw premiere of a brand new show. Um, I just hope that the story quality continues, and I actually really hope that the bit, um, kind of big up the mental health a- aspect of it because as, um, like all the pr- uh, the press around it has have been saying, like, it's kind of like the first superhero that's been on the big screen or even the small screen even, that's quite obviously had a severe mental health issue. Um, and it's something that does need to be talked about, especially in this day and age. And I, I really, on a sort of more fanboy side notes, I really hope that they keep up with the sort of aggressiveness of the Moon Knight character and the violence with which he, the, he dispenses his justice. Because... Um, we haven't really had anything like that from Marvel since the days of the Marvel Netflix shows. And yet, okay, they're sort of coming back in a way if rumours are to be believed. But I think from the actual House of Mouse MCU Disney, we need something like that to keep things fresh because the most violence that we've had in the MCU of all being off, off screen or being talked about in sort of very click quick even yeah. uh news reels on the telly like the the death of all the people in sokovia or um you know just like it's all it's not been right in front of you whereas in th- this episode in particular as as we said steven's jaw was hanging off um people were having life energy sucked out of them right in front of us um steven's beat well not steven mark's uh beating the shit out of a a mythical creature right in front of yeah. us. The bathroom's fucked up as a shit. It's just brilliant. That, he absolutely pummels that thing, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, definitely. Yep, so that's really our thoughts on first episode, as I said. Uh, the goldfish problem. Um, we really enjoyed it, as you can probably tell. Um, it doesn't take much for us to enjoy an MCU. <laughs> <laughs> series or film really I don't think we ever have much bad to say about most of them um, but we enjoy it so there we go that's our review for episode one the goldfish problem we will be back later on this week with our review of episode two summon the suit thank you boys for joining me no and we will see you on the next one <laughs>